I can bring you in warm. Or I can bring you in cold. This is where the fun begins. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Jedi Knights, the official Star Wars podcast for JoyClicks. My name is Mike Connors, and as always, I have my Chewbacca in the co-pilot seat, Christian Buckley. How are you, my man? I'm doing well, Mike. I feel fed despite not having a meal this week in, in the Star Wars realm, if that makes sense, you know? Because, like, every day is a day closer to Kenobi, and I just I sleep soundly at night knowing that. I mean, yeah, I feel like that takes a lot of the pressure um, off of... Or a lot of the, the thinking and the waiting off of our off of our shoulders, you know. Now that we have a date for Kenobi, it's coming out for sure. We've seen some of it. We can finally rest our uh, Star Wars minds at night um, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also as hosts of pod of, of a podcast, like we have a date for when it's all about to pop off. So everything between then and now is just gravy, you know. Oh, so so true, so true. Um. And honestly, though it is a slower news week as it ha- than it was the past few weeks, because you know it's hard to top it's hard to top a Kenobi trailer and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have some some interesting news articles to talk about today and, and do some discussion on. So I'm I'm ready uh, as as I'll ever be for this, Christian. I'm always ready for this. I love talking about Star Wars, no matter what we have to talk about. Absolutely, week in and week out, the galaxy far, far away. We got the we got the death sticks, we got the the boats, we got everything up in the show. Yeah, except uh, probably don't want those death sticks. Um, but we're horribly addicted. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want it, but you ever try it? <laughs> we don't want it, but yeah. Uh, well, Christian, uh, why don't we start this podcast episode off the way that we normally do uh, with our segment from the Jedi Archives. Um, this is a segment in which Christian and I uh, go onto the sacred Jedi texts, aka Wikipedia. We take an article from canon or legends um, in Star Wars, and we bring it to the table to educate one another on what we chose. Um, simple enough. Christian, why don't you start off today with the uh, sacred Jedi text that you pulled from uh, the temple today? Of course. Uh, I, I'm back on my bullshit, Mike. I, I found something okay. from just a quick Google search of a real-life thing. It's not water, because I feel like that was the one that I brought up yesterday, the last time. <laughs> no, but I should have done that. Um, the Kaminoan nanovirus vaccine. Kaminoan nanovirus? Vaccine specifically, the vaccine for that, yes. <laughs> okay, what's vaccine the... being the keyword I searched? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well I, I, well, I think I'm more curious as to what the Kaminoan nanovirus is. Yeah, so the Kaminoan nanovirus vaccine was a vaccine made by Sain Ta to protect clone troopers of the Galactic Republic from the Kaminoan nanovirus. After Ta was killed by Kuma Nai, the creator of the virus, biological warfare, Mike. Oh my the vaccine was injected into all the clones. Uh, it has appeared in Tides of Terror, Star Wars Tales 14. Very interesting. So do we have any, do we have any information as to what the Kaminoan nanovirus even is? Uh, so I, I clicked <laughs> on the comic. No avail, but let me click on the Kaminoan nanovirus page and see if there's anything there. It is a Dark Horse comic, so probably pre-canonization of the comics. Um, So it's a nanogene virus created by the... Oh, God. Ads. Um, (laughs) The Separatist Alliance Kaminoan uh, Kuminai to kill all clone troopers. It was discovered by Kit Fisto and Ayla Sakura a few months before the Battle of Geonosis. Interesting. So it was like um, it was made to, to kill the clone troopers, basically. Yeah, I'm looking for motive and I'm not really seeing it, but it is biological warfare in the Star Wars galaxy. So I was thinking about this, Christian. Do you, would you consider would you consider the entire clone army biological warfare? I, Whoa. I, mean, I would. Getting getting real philosophical with this mic. <laughs> But you're not wrong. I think technically you're correct. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, at least. I mean, it it is a bit of a stretch. It's not entirely what people are are thinking about when they say biological warfare. But 
I think a lot of technicality it would be right. For a second, I was thinking about it of like, would it be interesting if Star Wars told a story or a plot dealing with like a gaseous biological warfare thing? And then I thought about it and I was like, that sounds awful. They shouldn't explore that. Yeah, it sounds pretty awful. So what did you pull from the sacred text this week? So I pulled a character, Christian. Um, you know that I love pulling characters, places, mm-hmm. events, stuff like that. Uh, and today I pulled Markion Rowe. I don't know if I've ever uh, taken him from the Jedi texts and brought him to the table before, but I thought he'd be an interesting character to sort of get a high-level view on, for sure. Yeah. So he's an Everini. He's male, dark hair color. He's affiliated with the Nile, of course. Um, he he held the title, in fact, the Eye of the Nile in the days of the High Republic. He was son of the previous Eye, and he grew up on the Gaze Electric, his family's ship. Uh, he watched his grandmother Shala and his father develop the Marauder Group, known as the Nile, in the Outer Rim. Um, and he grew he grew the Nile into a significant disruptive force using a unique mastery of hyperspace to conduct lightning raids. Uh, So very interesting stuff. He's a very main character in the High Republic, as we both know. We've talked about him before on the podcast. Uh, He's basically the main villain. And from what I can tell, he's pretty badass. Um, I haven't read all the books, to be fair. So I don't know his full story. But uh, just the way that they portray him, the way that they talk about him in the books is really interesting. So. Yeah, I think it was a great choice because for all the times we've done this segment, I don't think you're correct. We've ever talked about Markion Rowe, but like, I remember, I think a couple episodes ago, it might have even been last week, just talking about the Nile as a concept. And I feel like, and maybe it's just because for now, Higher Public is mostly publication stuff, but like, I think the Nile deserve more credit as a star wars group right because it's just so different and so interesting and like stripped outside of star wars yeah they're vikings but i think like introducing that into star wars i think is a very interesting concept for star wars right and is new and fresh even if conceptually and even markian roe as a villain like isn't wholly new and original you know like i think it's a very cool pillar of 2022 star wars so yeah very interestingly too um markian Rowe is an everini have you ever heard of that species i don't um, think so yeah so i was looking them up and they have slate gray skin and pitch black eyes Whoa. Uh, they put their trust in their stormy homeworld of everon and attempt to live in harmony with nature and a sudden storm came and emerged from the planet's core that wiped out their cities, making the Everini believe that they cannot trust their home planet. They put their tr- They tried to put their trust in the institutions, but the corruption of their governments led to strife and centuries of war. So it looks like that they kind of just like ended up becoming like those Vikings, like you were talking about <laughs> over time. That's cool. That's a very yeah. cool origin. Yeah, and, and I'm not sure if exactly if we can sort of conflate the Nile with the Everini one-to-one, mm-hmm. Cause I'm sure that there were some other species within the Nile, but it looks sure. like it looks like they were the founding sort of species of, of all this. So very interesting stuff. Um, I agree with you about the Nile. I think that they should definitely put some more emphasis on them because they are very, very interesting. So mm-hmm. well, great pick. Great stuff all around Christian. Um, so why don't we go into some of the news here? Um, and the first news item that we have is about, uh, so we're going to start this episode off with some video games. We're going to end the episode off with some video games. So nice, some bookending going on right here. Hell yeah. Um, so every playable character for the Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga game, it's coming out very soon within days. Uh, every character, every playable character has been announced. Now I don't believe they've been announced officially. I think this was like somebody looked into the files and was able to sort of like mine all this information out so it's not mm-hmm. quite it's not quite like a, an official release but it's it's as, it's as official as we're gonna get i think um and there are over 300 characters to play from that is insanity um and and looking at the list 
yeah, that's ridiculous. Obviously, we're not going to go through and talk about all 300 of them. And we have already talked about, like, the player packs and stuff like that. But um, it's just it's just crazy that all of these have been sort of, um, you know, announced and released. And it does look like... Like, I'm looking at some of these names and I don't even know what they are. Like, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, that's always super cool, you know. Um, I did read a little deeper onto a conversation we had last time we talked about lego star wars and i believe the character packs are just character packs i do not mm-hmm. think that they are levels or missions just just characters but okay yeah the um the number is impressive i feel like these lego games like you and i talked about before traditionally at least they all have their sort of classes within the characters where you have characters who are melee based people with guns and the guns can use grappling hooks and doesn't matter who you are as long as you have that gun you can do it like it makes sense and i think justifies the absurd amount of character to to characters to choose from right because if you can just design the character then you have full access to rp as them in the world you know, and I, I yes. think that's fun. So I'm glad that it's a big, big list. Yeah, for sure. And and honestly, it's kind of funny. Look, I'm looking at, um, I, I just like control F searched Luke Skywalker just to see how many times he appears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we get, we get him on Hoth. We got his episode five, no jacket. We have him with his Yoda backpack, episode five as a Jedi, Jabba's palace, episode seven, episode six on Endor, training flashback an old flashback flashback from crate like crazy stuff episode four rebel pilot ceremony outfit stormtrooper outfit stormtrooper outfit no helmet old octo and then old raincoat and i just you know and a classic luke skywalker of course i just think it's fun to look at one character and just see how many iterations they have in these games because it really sort of like gives perspective as to like why there are 300 characters in this game sure Um, and then you know it's balanced out also with like there's one qui-gon you know yeah uh, unless it's a force ghost there are three qui-gons dude (laughs) really what are the three oh is it tatooine with the cloak so we have qui-gon jinn with the cape um, I think that was in the beginning of, of episode one. Uh-huh. Uh, we have Qu- just Qui-Gon Jinn. And then we have Qui-Gon Jinn, Tatooine Disguise. Okay. Um, that, and that's it. But still, though, that's more than I thought that we'd get of Qui-Gon. Sure, yeah. I thought I had a, a good old joke lined up because he died in the first movie. Um, <laughs> guess I was wrong. Uh, yeah. Okay. Darth Maul. How many Darth Mauls? Is it one? Darth Maul? Yeah, are we getting spider legs? Uh, so we get two two Darth Mauls. We get Darth Maul, and then we get Darth Maul, no cape. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, interestingly enough, though, uh, if you if you want to look at Finn, we get Finn, of course, but we get Finn in the back to suit from Episode Eight. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is great. Yeah. Um, we have we have. Cadel Connics, who I think is um, Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Billy Lord oh, yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. um, getting her own sort of you know Lego representation here. So, and uh, yeah, three Rose Ticos. That's that's a, that's more. That's about the same as uh, Obi Wan. So, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying so hard to think if there's just like an iconic character that there's one. There's got to be one Yoda, right? One Yoda? You think so? Unless they there, get cute with it. No, there's one Yoda. There's one Yoda. Okay. There we go. There we go. All's right in the world. I got something right. I mean, there's there's Luke Skywalker with the Yo- with Yoda in his backpack. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. I won't allow it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it counts either. You can't play as Yoda in that scenario. Mm-hmm. So. Um, unless you can. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, you'll be able to play as like Barris Offy, I'm looking at. Like, that, that's just like cool stuff. Cool stuff all around. Boss Nass. Uh, oh yeah yeah is senator jar jar yo full <laughs> play through full play through senator jar jar <laughs> uh, 
are there force ghosts available because i remember in the original lego games you could unlock like force ghost uh yoda force ghost obi-wan stuff like that yeah control f for ghost does not bring up anything so hmm. i don't think so interesting yeah um ben solo as a jedi and then of course kylo ren in multiple um sort of sort of appearances Mm-hmm. A bunch of a bunch of Landos, we love to see it. I think he's also oh, yeah. in the. I think he's also in the solo path. Uh, yeah, good stuff all around. Oh, I wonder. Okay, Tasu Leech, but what about Balatik? Yes, you can play as Balatik. That's your full playthrough, then, right? That's my full playthrough, guys, for oh, yeah. sure. Sorry, awesome. I, I I feel like we're just like naming random characters and being like, are they in it? Are they? <laughs> Well, hey, I mean, that's part of the appeal, right? You, you get 300. You want to make sure your your favorite's represented, you know? Unlike yeah. Force Ghost Obi-Wan, I guess they just said screw that, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's possible that this doesn't show everything. Like, that sure. might still be that might still be unlockable by, like, I don't know, completing the game, like, 100%ing it or something. Like, it could be, like, a reward, you know? Sure. Like, sort of like a secret or whatever. But. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's a long list of, of characters here to play as, and it looks it looks really cool, I have to say. Uh, Absolutely. I'm very much excited for this. Uh, is this a day one for you, Christian? Potential. I mean, my birthday is just a couple days later, so I might just try and like hold out on a gift from a Fair family enough. member or something. But yeah, I'm, I'm in. Enough. I'm excited. Topless Kylo Ren. Oh, Shit. yeah. The memes. Sith, <laughs> Sith Ray. You know how it is. Uh, oh, B- cool. BB-8 with his disguise, aka the box that he puts over. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> um, so many versions of C-3PO: rusted red arm, red eyes, and then Kajimi coat. Very cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Anyways, so lots to look forward to there, of course. Um, and this is definitely something that I'll be picking up on day one. Um, it's releasing on April 5th, which is, uh, I think, not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after, I think. Um, yes. And yeah, we'll definitely have some some thoughts on this to talk about uh, in the coming weeks on Jedi Knights, for sure. So moving on from that, um, sort of moving away from the video game world and going back into tv for just a second uh christopher lloyd of back to the future fame doc brown himself has been added to the mandalorian season three according to the high uh, hollywood reporter uh, there's not much to talk about here other than he's a guest star quote unquote so I'm not sure if that means necessarily that he's going to have a more limited role in this. I would assume probably just because of that wording specifically. Um, he is 83 years old, but that really doesn't stop many people if they're still acting and stuff like that. So, I mean, I don't know exactly what he's going to be playing in the Mandalorian season three. Honestly, it could be anything. Um, but what are your thoughts on this Christian? Do you have any ideas as to, who or what do you think Christopher Lloyd is uh, going to be playing in the new season of Mandalorian? So I love him. Love Back to the Future. Very exciting that he's getting to play a character in Star Wars because uh, he's got a great personality that he can bring to his roles. So for that alone, I'm excited to see him play off of like Pedro Pascal or whoever else is on set. As far as the character, I think he's going to have an episode and be like the guy of that episode that's like got the problem you know like yeah he's <laughs> got a formula um and it works so i think he will probably similar to cop vanth i think be like the guest star of the episode like the bill burr episodes when we get one it's like front and center he's there and then he's gone so i, I that's the the uh level of participation i guess i'm expecting out of him yeah people have been saying and i've been seeing some crazy stuff online people have been saying like oh he's gonna be like a like a like a jedi master that was like in exile for all his time or something like that or like 
they're going to do something with like time travel as like an homage to Back to the Future. No, stupid. All that's stupid. I would agree with you, Christian. Um, he's definitely going to have like a Bill Burr-esque sort of role. Um, definitely not on the same level as like, you know, Carl Weathers or Carradine or something like that. But I think you're right. I think he's going to be the, the guy that Mando encounters on whatever planet he lands up, he ends up on with uh, Grogu and he's got an issue or Mando's got to fix his ship and help out Christopher Lloyd so that he can help him or something like that. Um, but I don't have to agree with you. He brings so much energy and charisma to it, the roles that he has. And he's like a really great actor, of course, um, that I think he's going to bring something special to this world in this universe um though i don't i think people should temper their expectations i don't think that necessarily thinking that he's going to be this like big big time character in the star wars universe is i I think that's a little misguided i think that people should should definitely reconsider that or maybe try to lower their expectations i guess i would expect him to be like a shop owner or something yeah i was thinking like a bartender or something you know yeah like or like a washed up bounty hunter or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I th- I think it could be fun. And I assume he'd be more than just a guest star if this was the case. But I, I, I would like to see him be like a remnant of the Empire, kind of like an officer or something. Okay. Yeah. That would be I think cool. he, he would really have some fun with that. I think it'd be a very fun performance to watch. Yeah, I think so, too. I can imagine him even now just like playing it like he's sort of just like thinking about like the good old days in a way <laughs> or something sure, yeah. like from I his mean, he's the villain in Roger Rabbit, right? So, right. Yeah. Like think, thinking about it from his perspective, um, as like an officer in the empire, like he's, he's old and stuff. So he, he probably, you know, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of avenues that they can go with this. Um, mm-hmm. I think you're probably right though, Christian. Like I don't necessarily see the Mandalorian, uh, changing up their formula anytime soon. Um, yeah. I think that what they do is like pretty solid um mm-hmm. it's consistent and i think christopher lloyd's just gonna like kind of fit right in like a puzzle piece in a way yeah maybe if if they really want to do like a step above just an average thing i could maybe see him be someone on mandalore when we get there which i we all assume is where we're going for season three like maybe he's <laughs> a groundskeeper at in Mandalore that's just like still there. I don't know. Do they need groundskeepers on Mandalore after what the Empire did to it? Maybe. You need somebody to clean it up, right? <laughs> yeah, true, true. I mean yeah, definitely still some people there. So perhaps he's a local. Yeah. We'll see. We'll have to see. Um but speaking of television, Christian, um we're gonna talk about something that's coming up a little bit sooner than Mando season three, and that's the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series. Um, I think that for those who are sort of not into spoilers or potential spoilers, I'd probably mute this or, you know, fast forward like five or ten minutes just to miss this. Um, because we are going to be talking about a rumor that could could be considered a spoiler by some, um, if it is true. So just... You know, if you're if you're sensitive to those things, definitely don't listen to this. But all right, three, two, one. According to Star Wars Newsnet, an old school bounty hunter is slated to make an appearance in the Obi Wan Kenobi TV show. Um, when you heard that at first, Christian, who did you who came into your mind? Truthfully, because I have yeah. no idea who this is. It's about to be a surprise. Like. The smart thing is probably to say Boba Fett, but my mind immediately went to Bosk. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like both of our minds definitely just like went to the lineup of Bounty Hunters in Episode 5. Right? Yeah, in that one shot. <laughs> yeah, um, that's exactly where my brain went to as well. Although I was thinking of Dengar. Okay. Um, but between Bosk, Boba Fett, and Dengar... Those are not the three characters. Please right? tell me it's not IG-11 That's or 88, whatever it is. It's not IG-11 either. It's 4LOM, L-O-M. 4LOM. Oh, 4LOM. Yeah, that's how you say it, according to Wikipedia. Familiar, I think probably because of one of the Lego games, but I can't put a face. Let me it's look a, it up. It's a droid. 
you'll see it exactly when, like, you recognize it exactly when you see it. He's got a, he's got a, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to describe it for any audio listeners. He's kind of got a helmet that looks like a, like a fly's head, sort of, like, with, with, like, you know, it looks like sort of like insect kind of. Um, He's a droid. He sort of has like a C-3PO body and like a fly's head, um, you know, top or whatever. So interesting stuff. He's a bounty hunter. Should be really cool to see him. Um, what do you think about this, Christian? Yes. So I, I remember this one. I, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I, I can't imagine it's going to be in a very big role or like have a big yeah. scene, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's hunting obi-wan for an episode like yeah i'm I'm curious about this like because i imagine is there a source on this like is it somebody who like this knows is, the script or so it this is actually a star wars newsnet exclusive i should have said um okay. they heard they heard from what they are saying is a credible source um okay. so take that take that as you will because I was going to say, I believe we saw a similar protocol droid in the heist episode of Mando Season 1. Uh, yeah, so Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if it was a, just another protocol droid like this, and people were like, oh, it's the only other one we've seen that <laughs> isn't dead at this point, right? Like, Yeah. I, I think that's a possibility, but Star Wars Newsnet, I have no reason to doubt them. Um, Me either. Yeah, cool, I guess. I, I don't know. Is somebody marking out over this, I'm sure, but what do you think? Um, you know, honestly, if they're, I'm a little disappointed because I do think that if they are going to bring in, like, a bounty hunter, it would be a great opportunity for them to sort of bring, like, Bosk or Dungar back into live action or something like that because I think that those two characters, as tertiary as they are, um, definitely have more name recognition with, between, like, Star Wars fans than like four LOM, you know? Yeah, and like visually even, right? I I would argue Bosk is a cooler looking background character than Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. He's a dinosaur. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Boba Fett is a green stormtrooper. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think because... And listen, maybe there's four LOM stands out there and I'm about to piss them all off. <laughs> I, I really cares, right? like, <laughs> Why not just make an original character at that point? That's just, ugh, It seems so weird. No, that's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, like, at this point, it just sort of seems like fan service to bring in four LOM. Uh, like, to be honest, like, he's not the most recognizable out of all of those in the lineup in episode five. I don't think that's a stretch. I think that's just kind of true. You know, in video games and everything, we've seen Dengar and Bosk, like, actually get fleshed out. Never seen four LOM <laughs> get get fleshed out, so. Yeah, and I mean, I guess you could argue that, like, let, let Lucasfilm have a chance to flesh out this character that we all know, but I feel like that's... To me, when people are like, oh, if we see the same things over and over, it makes the galaxy feel smaller, which... I think there is a point to that perspective, right? Sure. But for the most part, I typically fall on the disagreement side when people bring that argument up for specific news or stories. This one makes it feel smaller to me. This one this one is one of those things where I'm like, well, are there 10 people in the galaxy? <laughs> like, really? Yeah, yeah. And like, what's the range on 4 LOM? Is he just going to be like IG-11 kind of? you know sure. like i don't know i don't know how different can all of these droids really be from one another <laughs> you know i will eat my words if that is kumail's character oh 4lom is kumail yeah if kumail's voicing 4lom because i can't think of a voice for that character uh <laughs> then i'll be like okay you're going somewhere with it you know you're taking a direction it's probably not just going to be like a flash in the pan thing so then i'd be open to it sure yeah i, I would say I'll, I'll eat my words too if that happens um, but i guess we're gonna have to see um according to wikipedia though four lom was destroyed between three aby and four aby near nar shada i think he was perhaps 
killed by Boba Fett. It was like that whole War of the Bounty Hunters thing. Um, but he is later rebuilt, obviously, and mm-hmm. is supposed to come back. So, <laughs> um, interesting stuff all around. I, I don't really know what to make about this, but I assume he's probably going to have a bigger role than he had than like the second he was on screen in episode five. I would hope if it's a, we're getting a story out of this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that's that Four LOM is coming allegedly to the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So keep an eye out for that. Um, moving back though, to, to video games, I was talking about bookending this, this podcast with video games, Christian. Um, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking Jedi Fallen Order. Um, and the first thing I have here is about Cal Kestis and Galaxy's Edge. So you can go to Galaxy's Edge, I think starting March 25th, and purchase Cal Kestis' lightsaber. Uh, not the one that you get to create, because that would be really hard for them to do. <laughs> but mm-hmm. the one that you get in the one he gets in canon from his master. Uh, the one with like the the formerly double-bladed lightsaber that is sort of like busted at one end um, with the blue blade. And you can buy that at Galaxy's Edge. And there's a cool photo that they, that uh, Disney Star Wars posted of Cameron Monaghan, who did the voice and the body acting for Cal Kestis, holding that lightsaber at Galaxy's Edge in front of the Millennium Falcon. Um, it's a cool photo, I have to say. I just love seeing Cameron Monaghan's face again. Uh, at first, I was like, is this like a rendering? It almost looks like too, too, like, like Uncanny Valley. But that's, mm. defi- that's definitely him there. <laughs> yeah, it's just a photograph. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you saw this, but there were also a couple other pictures of him at Galaxy's Edge. Oh, no, um, I didn't. So the, the one that stood out to me, I'm sure you'll be happy about this, was he did the, um, the experience to build a lightsaber. Um, and Cameron Monaghan, the actor, maybe not Cal Kestis, the character, but Cameron Monaghan, the actor, is a green saber boy. There we go. We love the green saber boys. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you and I are both green saber, green saber men. For life, yeah. Of course, man. I'm happy that he's a green saber guy. That would be cool if they sort of like, because the lightsaber that Cal Kestis gets in, uh, fallen order isn't even really his he just kind of has to like deal with it it would be kind of cool if he was able to sort of like i don't know like go try find his own kyber crystal or something like that and like yeah like in can in canon like create his own lightsaber even though like you can customize it and stuff but i don't know Mm -hmm. i think about this constantly like no joke i think about this at least like twice a month anytime jedi fallen order comes up in my head I'm like, okay, so for the sequel, are they going to carry over, like, the customization you chose for your lightsaber into the game when you started? Or is it going to be a new, like, are we going to default back to the one that he had before? But then that takes away from, like, the moment in the story. So is there going to be, like, a new canon one we start with when we start the next game? But then is that going to backpedal on, like, what your player chose? Because I chose yellow. I thought it fit his vibe and his character arc. And then if the game starts up and it's like, hey, we made a canon lightsaber for him after that thing happened and it's actually a green lightsaber with a different hilt and if you want your old one you gotta unlock it all again i feel like there's no right answer i don't know what to do here yeah i don't think there is really a right answer i think that there are multiple avenues that they can go down and i'm thinking of two if you want me to sort of like lay them out Uh, the, the first one i'm thinking about is that they do do that sort of like you know you can carry over your player customization from the first game to the second game similar to how uh mass effect is and all that kind of stuff right um it's definitely technology that like exists so you can't say that they can't do it uh they could definitely do it um or there's like a time skip in canon sure at the at the end of Fallen Order 1, you know, like, what if this takes place, like, you know, four or five years after that, and, like, he's off-screen, gotten his own lightsaber. I think that is a possibility. I wouldn't necessarily be mad either way. I could see them doing it either way. I do think it would be a more cohesive, like, an overall story if they were, if they did go down the route 
of like, you know, Fallen Order 2 essentially more or less picks up right after Fallen Order 1. You know, all of your customization carries over, your blade color, the the hilt that you chose, ponchos, color schemes, everything like that. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know if there is like a right answer. I don't think there is a right answer. I think if I were to choose, I would choose having all that customization carry over. But if it didn't happen, it wouldn't like make or break it for me, I don't think. Yeah, because then you also think from like a game standpoint, right? Like if you have the ability to out the gate customize your lightsaber to make it the way it was in the first game, like that removes an element of unlockables for you as a player. So like that's one progression stream you take away. Do you add just a bunch more to find in the game and then you can keep customizing it? I don't know, Mike, but I think about this all the time. Honestly, man, I think you do, right? I think you kind of just like, it's one of those things that like, you you know, Calcesta starts off with, you know, a single bladed lightsaber or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You can like very early in the game change it to a double bladed lightsaber, right? Mm -hmm. But there are like new unlockables, that you can choose and for those who had the previous game they just get those because they they get the ones that they had in the previous game because if you think about them those are just like really cosmetic they don't really change the game like Mm -hmm. at all um i would want them to see them like carry over the ones that you had unlocked sort of like as a special sort of thing and then like you know have a whole bunch of new ones that you can unlock in the game um i don't know it's it's it is hard though because like as you play Fallen Order 1, you know, like, Cal Kestis can, can make a double-bladed lightsaber, which sort of, like, changes up its attacks and everything like that. And it's like, well, is that going to happen immediately off the bat in Jedi Fallen Order 2? I see, I see where you're coming from. It's hard to say. Yeah. I, I hope that that is the first thing they address at this presentation that we'll be getting at some point this year. I'm sure that somebody will ask them if they don't address it themselves. So we'll get it. <laughs> We'll get uh, we'll get an answer on this. I I will add them on Twitter if after the presentation said and done we don't have an answer. I will I will do it until I have an answer. Definitely. Um, speaking of presentations, though, Christian, um, we have some news uh, from Jeff Grubb, right? Mm-hmm. Who has said some interesting things about Jedi Fallen Order two? Um, according to him. Jedi Fallen Order 2 is going to be shown at Star Wars Celebration this year. Woo. That is very, very cool. Um, now, do we? Do you know when... Uh, uh, oh, it's May 26th to May 29th. Okay. Yes. So that is going to happen. Um, the sequel has already been announced. Um, the, the fact that they're making it. But like nothing, no releases, no peaks from the game or anything like that. So, according to GamesBeats, Jeff Grubb, we will be seeing, and we'll be we'll be probably seeing and learning more about Fallen Order Two uh, at Star Wars Celebration. So that's huge news. Yeah, that's very exciting. Uh, we absolutely called it weeks yeah. ago, months ago, maybe even when <laughs> I think I think months ago <laughs> last year. Yeah. <laughs> so because it was that initial report it was like hey fallen order sequel is going to be shown a bit before e3 and we were like celebrations a bit before e3 and then uh, just last week i think we talked about how ea canceled their summer presentation so you got to show their game somewhere and this is the only place that makes sense so yeah just uh about two months away almost from seeing the next Jedi game from Respawn is very exciting. Yeah, definitely. And Jeff Grubb had some more to say about this. He said, uh, quote, I feel like I've talked about this before, and now I can't remember what I said. Surely, I think it's probably not this year, probably early next year. There are so many EA games. That's what he's talking He's talking about the release date, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, he added, quote, because Dragon Age 4 is 18 months away, Dead Space Remake was almost later this year, but then they moved and they confirmed and announced early 2022, or 23. So Jedi Fallen Order 2 later this year could almost make sense. Uh, Christian, that would be great for me because I, <laughs> I, made, I made a wild bet 
that Fallen Order 2 will come out this year on our uh, Fantasy Games um, yeah. tournament. So if this actually comes true, I'll be eating good in the neighborhood. Um, but I do think that there is a possibility that this will come out sometime in 2023, not 2022. I mean, listen, the first game came out in, what, 2019? Yes. I think. Yeah. It's been three years this fall they're working on unreal engine and respawn is a wild unreal developer i don't know how they work on so many things and clearly so fast so i wouldn't write off this year until we get that trailer i I, i'm banking on this year until i'm proven wrong personally i mean i hope so i really do yeah um I mean, like, if you just look at the time, it is a little bit crunch, but we do know that they were working on it, I think, before it even released, the first one even released. So, you know, they've had a while, a decent lead time on this. So I I could see it. I could see it coming out in 2022. I just don't know if that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say if I were to like put a bet on it, I'd say it's like 30, 70, 30 percent is going to come out this year. 70 percent is going to come out next year. That's like my that's my prediction, at least. OK, OK. Yeah, because I mean, like, I do think the fact that that game is on Unreal Engine might help because the reason that there were so many problems with EA stuff before is because it's like has to be on Frostbite. It's on a proprietary thing. Um, plus. Uh, with I don't know if they're working on like Unreal Five, which is about to hit sometime this year. Apparently, the assets translate very well from Unreal Four to Unreal Five, so like maybe that just makes things expedited. I don't know. Maybe it just stays on Unreal Four, but I think the benefit of Jedi Fallen Order was that it didn't look like a frostbite game right like it looked like a game that was like okay you guys made this in a couple years like yeah and that's good like there were a couple performance hitches on console at least uh so hopefully they have that foundation with the first game they can iron that out and then just build the new maps and levels for the next one i think yeah i think you make a really good point christian um in that if they're working within the same engine they can sort of just use the assets they have already created um you know there's no need to sort of like recreate the inside of like a star destroyer who's already done it you know like yeah (laughs) uh, and like the mantis the mantis is done the characters are and their histories established you don't have to like write this entire backstory for all of them like new ones sure but yeah you know no i think you're definitely right with that um so it's looking like Fallen Order 2 might be a reality in 2022. That's really big news. Um, we're definitely going to be seeing something from it, um, which, you know, gotta love it. Uh, do you think it's going to be like a teaser, like a cinematic sort of thing? Or do you think we'll actually see some gameplay at, at, at Celebration? I would love to see gameplay, um, as I'm sure we all would. But yeah. I think yes, because I I feel like if we weren't going, because I can see a world where they show a cinematic trailer to set the tone and what the story could be, and they're like, tune in in July to see the first look at gameplay at this EA show, but the EA show is not happening. So maybe they put that gameplay in a different event, like something around E3 or like a PlayStation show. But for now, I'll I'll say I think we'll see at least a little bit of gameplay or maybe like in-engine stuff. What do you think? I think that we'll at least see in-engine stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're going to see any gameplay come Celebration, although I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think that they may have something cooking just for that, you know, depending on whether or not that's indicative of the full game. I don't know. But I think we will see something, um, something worthwhile, at least at Celebration, uh, for sure. Yeah, fingers crossed. I'm excited. I'm ready to replay that first game. It's been three years, so... Yeah. Do you know if you can New Game Plus the old game? I think you can. That's yeah. 
that's something I might have to do. Yeah. Because I oh. never platinumed it, but I have it through Game Pass on my Xbox, and on my <laughs> Xbox it's going to run better, so I might play it there on the replay. That's smart. That's smart. Uh, is there anything that you're like looking forward to specifically from a Fallen Order 2? Um, anything about like the characters or anything like that? Give Marin a lightsaber. Okay, dude, I was literally just thinking about Marin. Yeah. She has like such cool powers, such cool abilities. She's such a cool character. I think that they can really do a lot with her. Yeah, and I don't want to force this onto anybody, but co-op would be a cool thing to have as a bonus feature you know oh oh, true dude true i mean she has the um she's in night sisters she has that like magic that she's able to use Mm -hmm. um so you know i don't know if that's necessarily the same as being force sensitive but perhaps cal kestis can help her sort of awaken that within her you know yeah and listen i love cal but i think marin is like easily a cool character <laughs> so like easily uh, easily yeah just anything to progress her plot line um because i do think in that moment when you fight uh taryn yeah. in that the chamber yeah when she takes the lightsaber i definitely think that that was like sequel bait i think that was a intentional like hint you know i i hope so man i mean she's such a cool character mm-hmm. um every single time i think about marin i just like think about like her voice and all that kind of stuff like she's mm-hmm. truly a brush of fresh air uh, fresh air in the uh, star wars universe for sure yeah so fingers crossed that we get if not like playable at least like marin training or something like her and cal like running a mission together and it goes wrong and they have to run away or something like that you know yeah how do you think, uh, do, do you think Marin and Cal Kestis are an item together? I think they'll play with it in the game, but no. Okay, okay. I, I, I think maybe yes, but they'll definitely mm-hmm. play around with it. Yeah, I, I think they'll leave that to the uh, the fan fiction writers, which I'm sure they already did, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, they'll, they'll tease it. I'm sure they'll tease it. For sure. Yeah, there'll definitely be some sort of you know, interesting stuff going on. <laughs> the, the entire plot and tone of Jedi Fallen Order 2 is a rom-com about Cal being like, so I know I became a Jedi, but can I have an attachment now? And then it's just a big fun, uh, <laughs> like, super bad comedy on the Mantis. Yeah. And He's then they like, all die at the end. Darth Vader killed them. Sorry. <laughs> no, no Fallen Order 3. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's the other thing I want to ask you. Um respawn when they announced fallen order they were like this is the beginning of star wars jedi the series do you think that it's absolutely going to be cal kestis or do you think that we could do something else or a different era or like are you fully thinking it's going to be a cal kestis adventure or is it a high republic jedi story yeah, you know what, Christian, that's a great point because there has been no confirmation that Fallen Order 2 means Cal Kestis. Yeah. Um, however, I think that he was so well received, so popular from Fallen Order 1 that they're going to want to continue with that. Um, I, I do think it would be really cool, though, if they just subverted everybody's expectations and were just like, now nah, you thought you were gonna get like Cal Kestis part two? That story's over, bro. We're talking. We're telling a new one. Like that would be mm-hmm. really cool. I would really like that. But then I'd also, be, uh, a part of me would also be like, yeah, but what happens after Fallen Order sure. one? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Yeah, um, I think because I'm with you. I, I think it'd be really cool if they use Star Wars Jedi as a mean to just like Assassin's Creed it and like jump around to different time periods and different characters. Right. Because the combat system I really like, and I obviously can be improved, but I think it's a great foundation. Um, and I love Cal and the Mantis crew, and I definitely want more of them. But the reason, thinking through it, it they probably will pick up with Cal and the gang is because since that sequel came out, or since the original came out, we have seen Cal 
uh, Seer, Grease, Marin, BD1, absolutely nowhere. And I True. think it's because I think we haven't seen them because they don't want to lock in the fate of any of the characters and take that arc away from respawn you know that is a very good point man that's very very true yeah so like if they're moving on i feel like those characters would have been fair game to show up in other places yeah i mean like don't get me wrong i won't be upset if that's the route that they decide to go in you know oh yeah like, not at all i think it would be really cool I, i'd love to see what happens after fallen order one you know because mm. it does sort of end on it's not like a completely re- resolved story, you know, like there is a little bit of a cliffhanger there. Um, so I think that, you know, the way that they set up Fallen Order 1, it would make sense for them to sort of pick up back with Cal and Seer and Marin and uh, Grease. But at the same time, I don't know if I would necessarily be upset if they went in a different direction. I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I think you're right. Also, BD1 people love and they got to merge that up, so... Exactly. You don't leave that. You can't have like BD2. No. no. That's bullshit. No, exactly. Um, well, anything else you want to say about uh, Jedi Fallen Order 2 or any of the other stuff that we talked about today, Christian? No, I think that covers it. I'm just excited that we're about to get hit with a bunch of Star Wars stuff, honestly. Yeah, man. Me too. Um, we're, we're finally eating good. And I'm, I'm, I'm very much happy about it, for sure. Absolutely. All right, well, why don't you take us out to see, Christian? Uh, Mike, where can everybody find you? You can follow me on Twitter at Mike P. Connors. Very nice. You can find me on Twitter and TikTok at Chun2D2. You can check out youtube.com slash joyclicks for occasional video uploads around gaming and a handful of other things. You can check out this show on audio services like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just look up Jedi Knights without the K or Joyclicks and you will find it. Rating and reviewing on your given platform would be appreciated if you can do it because it helps us out a ton and takes a quick second. And if you want to help us out further, you can go to patreon.com slash joyclicks at the $1 and $5 tiers. Five bucks will give you producer credit on this show and every show we produce, like Aaron Easton and Jose Garcia. So thank you very much. We will see what happens on the Star Wars front between now and next week. But until then, we're fine. Everything's fine. How are you? May the force be with you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're right. Beep is up.